Dig On Doug podcast. And we're going to get live. We're going to get you ready because you're going to be in for an earful, baby. Let's go. Yo, yo, it's Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. It's your number one spot. Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. Another episode drop. This is Dig On Doug. We speak on things we love. Sports, books, and grub. Listen, we know what's up with me. Relationships, dynamites, main event, politics too In the airways, latest hits If I like it, then I name it If I love it, I'll explain it It's my podcast to play with Or experiment, we explore our differences Fact is, we ain't nothing without photosynthesis So get a load of this, lock in and focus in Informative discussions with substance you can't afford to miss Steer you from the shallow pits of hopelessness Change your mind state from renting to ownership We on some showmanship, set goals and go for it Share what I know so you don't have to go through it There's alternatives, hope kinds and turns and twists Yo, it's dig on Doug, fool, you know you heard of this monster go check him out spotify itunes all of that stuff youtube go check him out on uh instagram as well that is my boy ugo monster thank you again for releasing that dope trap and so that dope track um there's a little bit of trap in there as well so but uh man um it's 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 been a minute um i've been hiatus i've had people out here asking me oh doug when's a new episode and everything coming um was in a creative slump, um, a lot of different stuff going on, and those will come out throughout the, the new episodes and everything coming. Um, <clears throat> but I'm excited today to to record this podcast and um, really get it out there as I want to really start exploring uh, emotions and everything. And so the, the first set of a uh, couple of episodes here will be exploring the um, emotion of fear um, and just what that can do, our relationship with fear and all that stuff. And so I have a great guest uh, today, um, a friend of mine I uh, met a couple of years ago at the uh, Circle of Change Leadership Conference um, down in L.A. Uh, he's from Houston, Texas, right? Texas. Um, he's going to introduce himself here in a minute, so I'm excited to have him here and everything. Uh, his name is Kent uh, and Kent Lee and he knowledge and everything. So get ready to learn to grow um and everything uh he got he got a daily uh encouragement uh instagram and everything as well that he'll tell you about and everything so but want to welcome you to the podcast welcome to dig on doug uh Kit. like super happy to have you here yeah thanks doug i'm excited to be here um thanks for the introduction yeah i met doug about three years ago at circle change it feels like that was just i mean last year but i mean the last two years have been kind of crazy um, but um, originally from Mississippi, um, I'm a child of immigrants from Vietnam, um, but currently in Beaumont, Texas, right outside Houston, Texas. Um, I guess professionally, you can say I'm a director of student activities at uh, my local college here in town. Um, outside of that, I'm always busy. I'm a pastor at my church. I'm a missions pastor and a communications pastor um, for my local church. And then um, 
I consider myself a multi-potentialite. I'm always doing something. I just started a photography business last year. I have a faith, faith-based jewelry line. And then as Doug said, I have a Instagram account and um, social media accounts that I post Monday through Friday, um, daily encouragement um, with hopes of just, you know, inspiring like love and hope just for everyone that may need that, uh, whoever's listening to it, um, um, hoping that they just get a little bit of um, dose of kit. Uh, that's what I call my um, Instagram page and my social media handles. Um, but definitely excited to be here to talk about the topic of fear with you, Doug. Yeah, no, and again, excited to have you here. Uh, you were definitely a, a person that came to my mind when I um, thought about this and everything, just in the sense of uh, your knowledge and and more so, I would say, more than knowledge, heart um, to grow and to develop and everything. And so, um, don't want to dive right into into the fear part just directly yet, but just really want to explore. Um, well, well, I mean, we'll dive into the fear, but what is your your history of fears and things, but then also because like you're a pastor, you have all these different um, ventures that you are in to to help people, to grow people, to, to help your yourself. But I, I know um, as one of my um, former professors said when I was in grad school, in order to help others, you got to be able to help yourself first. Well, so where did your work and, and guidance and everything come from and continues to come from for you to grow? Um, I think it really started back in going back to high school, to be honest. Um, high school, I was in re- involved with a local rotary um, okay. called Interact, um, Interact Group. And um, just growing up in a community where as like first generation student, like, and where I grew up, it was, we were hit by Hurricane Katrina. Okay. And, and you know, where I grew up um, in Mississippi, we were pretty much wiped off the map. Um, yeah. There wasn't much help out there um, because a lot of the coverage was going towards New Orleans and Biloxi and we laid um, in between those two cities but just being able to see the type of love that people just came from all over the nation to come into town and help us rebuild and you know wanted to give that back to the community right yeah Um, so wanted to give that that back to the community um, just kind of poured into me when I got involved with um my school and college when I went off to college, I was an overachiever. I think my freshman year, I was like involved in like 10 different organizations. And oh, then wow. I had to get, I mean, I had to tie it down and figure out life because I was involved with like, I started the, the Rotaract Club. I was a, an editor on the yearbook staff. I was on student activities. And then then my junior year, I was like, I need to get my life together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just a lot of those organizations was about service and, you know, and it wasn't until probably my sophomore year that I probably decided to, you know, if this fear is going to take over my life, I'm going to need to push, push back mm-hmm. and um, go towards fear versus running away from it. Because most, most of us will run away from fear. Mm-hmm. The thing with fear is it robs us of our greatest potential mm-hmm. because I believe that one of my favorite sayings in life is life begins outside our comfort zone. Yeah, but to get outside your comfort zone, you're going to have to face a lot. And one of those main giants is going to be fear. Um, so in college, I told myself I'm going to face as many fears as possible. And one of my fears in college was needles. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start giving blood. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you get blood or whoever's listening gets, but that that's a scary needle. <laughs> yeah, no. I, look, I'm I, I'm there with you as well, and so like needles and all this stuff. Like when I go get get blood, even to this day, like I look away when they when they start to when they do the um injection. So like to to start drawing the blood, I look away and then I can look back. So I yeah. get um. So so I was like, you know what? If I'm going to face my fears, I'm I'm going to start giving blood because um it was something that was easy. They were always on our campus asking people for donations um so um so i started giving blood and and i wouldn't say that i'm no longer fear, afraid of needles but i can tolerate them yeah for sure um and then like i think probably one of the craziest things i've ever done is i used to have a fear of heights and i decided to go skydiving once yeah. and um and i'm no longer scared of heights but i am <laughs> fearful of falling <laughs> if that makes sense like, like yeah. I can I can go high mm-hmm. and I don't I don't have an issue, um, but but once I get all the way up there and I was like oh I might fall I, I'm scared of the falling process. Yeah, and look, you're not alone because if you talk to most tall people, like my, I'm six four, you talk to most tall people, we don't like like we know our height, but like mm-hmm. we're not trying to like be above our height and everything and then have our <laughs> off the ground. So it it is it is look again you are not alone. So yeah, so um, definitely like. Like I have a complicated relationship with fear for sure. Okay. But but so like so you you really attacked fear and like you said, like you know, like going towards it. Where did that mindset come from? Like what was something that triggered it, some knowledge that you got in the sense of like I need to to really run towards this? Because we all don't get that. Like that's not an innate thing that we get or um, you know, we usually learn it from somewhere. And I want to also ask. When you were involved in all these ten clubs and different things in 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 high school, was it you running from something, or like what was, or was it just to be active? Um, it was um it was mainly to be active because growing up, I grew up in a single parent household. Okay. Um. So um, outside of high school, when I was in high school, once I got home, I was the parent. So I had to take care of my my sister and my younger niece who lived with us. And when I went to college, I was like, I'm free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm free. I was like, I'm going to get involved, make new friends, live life finally. Um, but at the same time, it was also, at, especially after Hurricane Katrina, um, it was me functioning with high functioning depression. Mm-hmm. So I kept myself busy so yeah. that I wouldn't have to think about my family being displaced, that my hometown was literally off the map and then like, my mom and my sister, my niece were in California. My dad was in Florida. I, I decided to stay in college. Mm-hmm. So, so in college, I was like, outside of going to class, I was always busy. Okay. Because I was using that busy to run away from facing my feelings at, in that moment. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. moments. So I remember like, I'll be busy literally from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed or try to go to bed. And mm-hmm. there were nights I cried myself to sleep because I was like, Oh, now I have to now I really have to deal with my emotions. Yeah, because you slow down head. now. You're you're yeah. slowing down. It's called a uh, avoidance uh, disorder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then that with that avoidance, that's just like fear. Like most of us run away from fear because mm-hmm. we're avoiding something with potential growth. And then yeah. with fear, most of us run away from fear because it's the unknown and the uncertainty that scares us because we're used to that comfort. Yeah, and that's why that's why my life quote has to be like life begins outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's 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 definitely real. So historically, what 
what has been your relationship like what what historically what has been your relationship and it seems like you're saying that you, it was a lot of running from it and yeah. then so so what is it what is it now um in the sense of your relationship with fear because the one thing one of the things i believe um and i got this and i've said this a bunch of times on this podcast on many different episodes but and i know people drag or whatever jada uh jada pickett smith for mm-hmm. a lot of things but i heard one interview she said one time, and she talked about how everything we do and engage in is a relationship. Everything, no matter if it's how we how we dress ourselves, how we treat ourselves with food, working out, at school, at work, everything's a relationship. How we treat our car, yeah. um, all of that stuff, and everything's a relationship. So I'm I'm always highly visual and vigilant to the best of my abilities because um, we're always always growing. But to under always try to understand that relationship aspect. But what is your your relationship with with fear? It has it always been a good one. Has fear beat you up a lot? Are you winning now with fear? Like like what is it like? Oh, fear's definitely beat me up a lot. But I'm I'm grateful for it because you know with battles battles that don't kill you ultimately make you stronger, right? If if you use the lessons from the battles yeah. uh, in a positive light. So I mean. From with the avoidance um, and then with depression in the past, like I, I ran away a lot. I remember when I first moved to Texas, um, I had prides my decision. Like I moved away from home. I went to Arkansas for two years and then I moved to Texas. And everyone in my life was like, oh, Kit's doing it. He's doing it big. He has a full-time career. <laughs> um, and I was struggling and I did not want to let anyone know. Not, yeah. even, not even my best friends knew what mm-hmm. I was going through. So, and you're talking about relationships, like everything's a relationship. I believe that's that's 100% not true. Like everything's a relationship in regards to how we see ourselves mm-hmm. in regards to our spiritual life, our mental and our physical, because everything's tied to that somehow. And for me, when I, when I first moved to Texas and I had that pride issue, my relationship, I started to withdraw from people and people that didn't know me deep inside did not didn't notice. Mm-hmm. So, so what I did was instead of me going to people, I went to food and alcohol okay. um, for for my coping mechanisms because I was like, work sucks. Uh, where I live, there's no one here. It's not a city or a town. It's a it was a tiny town, literally in East Texas. Um, so I re- I remember like my fear of not being able to let my guard down and being vulnerable with people and being judged because I'm supposed to be this guy that has a great life and he's being successful. Mm-hmm. Like my fear was being judged and being looked down upon. And so I turned to food and alcohol. And I remember months after that, I was like, I remember I stepped on the scale one day and it said 269. And in my head, that said 300. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's no way I could get to to 300 and at that time um i didn't have a strong relationship with god um because most of my life i grew up buddhist and then and then outside of that when my parents separated she started to take us my mom started to take us to church because she couldn't take us to temple anymore Mm -hmm. Um, but growing up in a bible belt mississippi i'm very cognizant and aware of the people and I like to observe. And what I was seeing was being preached from Christians was not matching what I was hearing from the Bible and what's being taught in Bible study. They're like, we're, t- we're all about love and 
and acceptance. And I was like, oh, I saw it was hate and judgment. And I was like, I don't want to be with these people. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be with these people. Um, so, so I only went to church to be a good role model to my sister and my niece at the time. And then when I went to college and graduate school, I would go to church here and there, but I never felt like engaged. Yeah. Um, um, so I was more agnostic. Um, and it wasn't until that moment that I stepped on that scale. I remember I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Like, if you're real, if you're real, like, I need you to prove it to me. <laughs> and, and he proved it. Like, I, I don't know what happened, but I changed my eating habits. I cha- I started working out and I've never worked out before then. Like, I, the only time I ran was if I was running from like an animal or a snake. <laughs> um, that's the only time I ran. But, you are in um, the South, so I mean. Yeah. So I started, I started running. I used a program called Touch to 5K. And um, that's what I would say that those are probably the moments that I started to face my fear of like, mm-hmm. if God's real, I'm going to have to let my guard down and be vulnerable with him. Yeah. Um, so, so literally in almost four months, I dropped like 40 pounds. Oh, wow. And then um, changed my, overhaul my eating habits and life started changing uh, my career changed and then i moved to beaumont where i'm here now and um i say my my relationship with fear now is is still complicated mm-hmm. most, most of the time i still i still face it and heads on but there are times where i'm like i'm not sure i'm not sure about this yeah um but definitely i think the biggest story of my life or testimony if you want to call it that was um we're facing fear um, within the church is um, I went on my first mission trip after my first mission trip and reflecting. This was the first time I felt God called me. And he said that if you stay in your career, you won't be able to fulfill your purpose in life. Mm. And I knew that meant that I had to quit my job. And I was like, I'm not quitting my job. <laughs> I, I remember I called my pastor. I was like, hey, we need to have a lunch date. I need to talk to you. Cause I'm trying to figure out how I feel after this mission trip. And I remember we met at the subway across from my campus and we sat down. He's like, what you want to talk about? I was like, I think God wants me to quit my job. And he just looked at me. He's like, are you sure? I was like, I'm confident. Uh, but I didn't quit the job because I was getting paid well. I found a church home that I enjoyed. Um, and I was comfortable. I was comfortable. That's the truth. And I, I didn't know what it looked like if I quit my job. Um, because like quitting my job, I'm leaving a good pay, um, and I'm potentially going to leave my church. Um, but you know, what happens is sometimes when you don't listen to God, like he'll close doors on you six months down the line, I ended up being to, I ended up being forced resignation. They gave me an ultimatum, like either you quit or we're going to fire you. Um, so I was like, like, well, what's the difference? They told me the difference and, and I was like, okay. I'm going to resign in two weeks. Um, so I resigned oh, wow. in two weeks. And that's where life started for me, literally, I believe. Um, that's when my dose of kit started. I remember during my depression, during that time, I started to journal. And with my journaling, I would send out maybe like a snippet of it to my small core group. Um, and one of them was like, kid, you need to, like, this is deep. Like, you need to send this out on social media. And that's how those of kit started. I, mm-hmm. I started sending out small snippets. Um, it started on Facebook, then it um, ventured over to Instagram, and then um, two years ago I started on TikToks. I because at first it was just it was just 
words. Like people could read a post, okay. but now they now they're a verbal dose of kits um, for my social media. But um, definitely facing fear almost every day um, because I believe that you know if I'm going to grow and if I'm going to live outside my comfort zone, if I'm going to look for for my life to truly start every single day, I'm going to have to face it somehow. Yeah. So a, a lot of great information, a lot of doses of a kit there um, that, that people can take. If somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, like I hear what he's saying, um, what would be the advice you would give them to try to start to work and identify? Because it can be difficult just to identify those fears. Like, yeah. and, and often we can like adapt uh, not adapt, but adopt fears from other people of what they think our stuff is. But what would be the work you would suggest for people to to really start to do that work to um, to identify fears? Yeah. So my biggest piece of advice would be to don't be afraid to be vulnerable with yourself mm. because you know all of our feelings, you know, pain, love, hurt, you know, sadness, sorrow, like it all has underlying roots. Yeah. You know, like like. If you love someone, you love them for a reason. If you hate someone, there's an underlying reason why you hate this person, or there's a fear. Um, there's a reason why that fear exists. Or so being vulnerable with yourself, because if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, then ultimately you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think I saw a quote once that said, it said, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's deep. Because you know, in the courtroom, when you present evidence, you still have to prove it. You still have to prove it, right? Yeah. And that's what we have to do with our life. We have to break down our fears to a way that we can identify what is the root cause of that fear or that feeling. Mm -hmm. And if we struggle with that, then definitely go see a therapist. Yeah. Or someone that's, that's a paid professional that's trained in helping you identify that. Because yeah. especially in the Christian world, Jesus can't fix everything. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I, I, I'm not that Bible thumper that most people expect me to be, but Jesus can't fix everything. Mm -hmm. Jesus in the Bible says that they gifted people and different things on our earth so that we can be helped. So, yes. so therapists have a gift from God that can help us dig deeper. Uh, medication, if you need medication because of chemical imbalance, go for it. Um, because um, because, you know, we have to use people that can help us identify those root issues in our life. Because sometimes the, those fears, like you said, like they're so deeply ingrained in our lives because of generational curses uh -huh. that we have to realize that if there's layers to it, we're going to have to peel it back. And especially for a therapist, as you peel those layers back, sometimes it's going to hurt. It's yeah. going to trigger. And a lot of times when it hurt and triggers, most of us go back into the shell. You hide from it because because we can't handle that pain yeah. or having to face it. But the thing is, as you peel more and more back, you'll be able to identify what is that root cause, and then you can move forward in trying to heal completely versus masking. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's real. And like you said, um, I mean, that masking definitely gets us in trouble when we're we're trying to. Um, I would say prop up something, but there's no legs to it at all. And we're like, oh, like I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. And especially, especially because there's a lot of work and stuff I'm feel, feeling called to. I want to work around with men and this stuff because that's a whole nother <clears throat> element and everything in itself. And so 
um definitely you know some some good work and all that stuff in the sense of you're saying like you know identifying those fears and, and looking at them getting help um because everybody every just like everybody needs to you know m- be mindful of what you eat and and what you consume in every element you also need to be mindful of the stuff that you're putting yourself around and everything as well and that's with people friends like you're saying therapists and all this stuff and so really developing that element of um growth i was talking with a friend a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this like i i love um shout out just uh, hope hopefully you listen to this but shout out to emilio and my uh, boy vic um <clears throat> great conversations i have with them marcos as well um, hopefully you listen to this and feel a lot of people are talking <laughs> johnny um can't uh, but um and we were just talking about like working out because like me me and emilio like we we work out we, like we like working out he, he used to live out here in a band we used to work out a lot and we talked about how like people get sore when they work out and people are like, oh, my God, it's like I'm sore. Like I can't deal with this and all this stuff. But the only way to get rid of that soreness really is to go back to working out. It's like to do the same thing you were doing again. And you don't have to do the same exact ex- exercise. It's like, oh, my legs hurt. It's like, OK, you were doing a lot of squats or deadlifts or something. The next day you go do upper body or you do arms. Yeah. Or something. But what the work is with your body and everything, it's going to to develop and grow. And then the, the crazy part when we were talking and having this conversation, we were, I was like, bro, I was like, you think about it. Like when we grow from the gym, our muscles grow, we're asleep. We're not even work. Like we're not even consciously doing anything. Yeah. Like, like the muscles grow and everything when, when we're in rest, that's why they say it's, it's important to get rest. So it's the same with our internal work of ourselves and our souls and our minds and our hearts. When, we put ourselves through the rigors of the fear of the looking at it, of the dealing with it, of the growing with it. All of it doesn't come together. Like, Oh, like in the moment, like, Oh, okay. Like it's all pieced together. Now it's when we're not fully thinking about it. And when we're sleeping or when we're now in a conversation with somebody, when we're not even fully focused on it. Yeah. So it's this, it's just crazy. And even just this, this, like I've been learning more and more recently how our brain is so wired to go negative and it builds on more negative than it does the positive in our life. And so there's this real notion that we have to do work to make things positive in our life. And, you know, faith man, myself and everything, I believe in God, like just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting here just going some through some stuff emotionally and just trying to do my work in the sense of my inner heart and, and spirit and everything. And God was like, you make, you have made, you make, negative things so real where you live them and it didn't even happen but why don't you do that with the other side mm-hmm. blessings and good things and all this stuff and i was just like oh man like i can't even deal right now just falling apart and everything but it's it's that real notion of the work that we have to do it's no secret switch that's just going to go off and be like oh i'm good and it's like it's just like the fear is gone mm-hmm. yeah so any take or anything like on that you want to touch on or i mean i know it was a lot i can talk as you can talk so you know (laughs) (laughs) no i think that's i think i think with the peeling back we we definitely have to be careful uh, with that because yeah i definitely say either speak with someone that's a a trained professional Mm -hmm. or speak someone that knows you to the core yeah um, and they're not afraid to be honest with you like if they're honest with you and it hurts your feelings, good. But you have to 
trust that person. You know, for me, that's like my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's never afraid to be honest with me. Uh, I'm not afraid to be honest with him, but that's where we grow a lot because, you know, if you don't have at least that one person mm-hmm. that can identify like what you're doing wrong or where you need to grow or, or see you through the mask when you are wearing a mask. I remember one time he called me and I said, hello. And as soon as I said, hello, he said, what's wrong? <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, I could hear it in your voice. Like something's wrong. I was, and then, and then I just let him know. Like I wasn't planning to let him know. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go about my night. We're going to talk and I'm going to sleep and it'll be better. Nope. As soon as I said hello, he was like, what's wrong? I was yeah. like, dang. <laughs> but, you know, having those people that can help you peel those layers, because sometimes you're not going to want to peel those layers. Oh. So because of that hurt and that and that fear and having to go through those emotions, because when emotions hurt, as humans, we don't want to hurt because that, that, that doesn't feel good. And we're all about feeling good. Mm-hmm. We're all about, you know, we're the, um, what, divine generation. Like, we expect things to be instant. And as you're peeling your layers, that's not going to be instant. It's not going to be instant healing. But healing takes time, especially when it comes to, like, facing our fears. Because, you know, it's like an iceberg. Like, there's a reason why. Like, the iceberg, you see the tip of it, but the bottom of the iceberg is huge. Mm-hmm. That's how fear is. Like, you can see the fear, but why? Why is that fear existing? Yeah, and that's why it's important to you know kind of dig deeper with um Phil Matthews layers. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's it's definitely that that notion of pulling back those layers. One thing I will because I'm I'm learning a lot in just the the different work and stuff that I'm doing around grief and around growth and all this stuff. And so one of the things I I I I because we often go to the line of time heals all wounds, but that's not true because if you're not doing work nothing yeah. will change um that and and I, that's a, that's a misconception a lot of people have yeah it's of like oh okay just give it time <clears throat> and it'll be okay but it's like if there's work to be done that's what's going to really make it do and then whatever the time frame is is the time frame yeah. but if you're not doing the work to grow to face those things to to face it on a daily to really charge head and look at it regardless of how messy it gets um it's gonna stay the same like like the old uh phrase goes everywhere you go there you are if you if you're not developing and trying to change and so like like you say like having a best friend or something and being mindful as well with those like if you're listening and you're like okay i'm just gonna dump on my best friend be mindful of that because you also have to protect them and their heart and everything you can't go and just dump on somebody and then for those who are listening and, and you're like oh well i don't have that friend that means you're not being vulnerable with enough people in your life that means that means you have a mask on. You're trying to pretend and and say that everything is good and it's really not. Um, it's like this. I, there's this very wonderful image that went up on social media about maybe a month or two months ago when I saw it at least, and it was talking about. It was a picture saying nobody really tells you this is how you start off when you start like living on your own and stuff. And it was basically yeah. a bed on the floor. Yeah, house, like the the TV was on the floor and there was like no real furniture. And that's yeah. how most people start off when they move into like their first place when yeah. they're just doing the average thing, but we don't, that's the conversation we don't have. And that's, we live in such a fake society. And uh, my next guest uh, for the next episode podcast, I think we're definitely going to get into this um, just because social media just gives off such fakeness. Yeah. yeah. We just live in this world of just wanting to be fake and everything. And it's like, 
and 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 one of the the pastors out in uh, our area and everything said something like a year or so ago, which I really loved, and he was like, "So many people, because what is it? What is it? Eight continents that we live on in the planet, like on the Earth or something like that? I, I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think <laughs> how many? Seven, I think. Okay, seven. But he was like, but he was saying like his phrase was, "Social media is his own continent that people live on, and that's where they live." Yeah. Like that's that's where they live and they just give off this image of everything's fine. Like I've been trying to actively use my social media for all of my wounds and everything. Now I'm being smart with it as well. It's not just pour everything out and and, and all of this stuff. But I, I want to show levels of vulnerability, one from a male standpoint, but also two from a human standpoint. Yeah. Because we so often just want to like, oh, look at this new car and everything I have, or I got yeah. the job and those things are great. Like things are great, but what's the inner piece yeah. that, that we're really going on? Like we love to show like, oh, like look at that person. They got a new car, but it's yeah. like, <clears throat> we don't say going to my first therapy session today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, tell, I tell my students all the time. I'm like, I was like, don't compare yourself to anyone on social media because because Instagram and Facebook is, is all, I call it, I tell them like, it's the highlight reel. You don't see the bloopers mm-hmm. behind someone's life or like, yeah. you don't see the time and the commitment of what they had to give up to buy that new car or the mm-hmm. time that they lost with their family or birthdays or whatever. Like you never see the, the it's like the iceberg. Like you see the yeah. final product of someone buying a new car, but you don't know what they gave up to get that new car. See, and, and that's funny that you say that because I had that happen recently, like for myself. <clears throat> I like Axe Throwing. Axe Throwing is a fun thing I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so I posted the videos of like me hitting the target and I was like, no, they need to see when I failed, when mm-hmm. when I when I didn't hit and everything. So I put a longer clip on, on my on my Facebook page and showed it and everything. Maybe I need to <clears throat> do the same on my Instagram uh, for a podcast. But I put that there to show that one, I didn't hit the target all the time. There was a couple of times when the axe didn't go into the wood and everything. But I also talked about what was going on in the inside, some of the stuff that was going on on the inside of me. I'm doing this physical activity, yeah. having fun and everything, but there's so many emotions and everything that are still processing and, and I'm evaluating in my head and in my heart and in my spirit as I'm doing that stuff. Yeah, and, I think, and I think that's where we, we, we can mess up a lot of times with people and we try to push people past whatever they're going through, it's like, you could still be doing something active, but still be processing all this stuff and everything, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. So, a lot of work, man. A, a, lot, yeah. of, a lot of work. So, yeah. Always always a lot of work. <laughs> always a lot of work, but I mean, it's, it's getting to the point, and I think we're getting to a point, but I mean, there's more work that we all have to do across, yeah. the, across the globe to start to make this normalize and a normal thing that we do. Like, I in my head, just the way that I always think when I, I can process things, like in my head, I'm thinking like MTV, MTV Cribs back in the day. So maybe some people are born <laughs> and they don't remember MTV Cribs, but yeah. if show where so entertainers, I don't call them celebrities, entertainers yeah. show off their house and all this stuff. Some of the houses are rented. So they were starting all that fake stuff there and cars yeah. are rented and everything. But I'm like, man, what if we had a beautiful moment and just made it normal where we're like, Man, like I'm really going through a sad time because this happened. Like where where we're showing and love to show we got these things and look at my accomplishments, but it's like look at these things that I'm going through and I'm dealing with. Yeah. Because when you're dealing with it, you're doing something with it. 
And so yes. that's the beauty of of all of this stuff and everything. So, man, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. It's 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 because it's an ongoing thing. It, it's, yeah. it's never it's never a stopping. It only stops when you want it to stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't want to deal with it. But like I was talking with a friend a couple of weeks ago, when we run from things and don't deal with things, it comes back bigger. Oh yeah. Um and tougher and hopefully you remembered some of the things from the first one, but from not dealing with it, you're gonna have to fight harder for it. Yeah. Um yeah. man, it's tough. And so man, so much knowledge, man. Um I'm I'm so thankful uh for having you on here um and being able to share your knowledge and everything. Um ah. Anything, any, any last comments or anything? I mean, we're going to get into like the, you know, the little segment that I, that I sent you about and then we'll go into that. But any last comments just on this? Cause, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get rolling here in a second. Yeah. Um, just, I know this is going to sound cliche, but don't be afraid. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's very cliche, but you know, like truly, like fear is the one thing that is the one that's going to rob us from everything, literally, especially our, our fullest potential. And, and I think our fullest potential scares us because we don't know how to get there. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's the uncertainty and the unknown of, of how am I gonna get there? And this goes for believers and non-believers, but it's one step at a time. Cause you know, you know, you don't complete a mile in one step. Or yeah. you don't you don't climb an entire mountain in one step at all. It's it's actions of one step after you, another. So whatever dream you have in your life, or whatever you feel your calling is in life, like you're gonna have to take these classes. You're gonna have to spend a little bit extra money. You're gonna have to sacrifice that Starbucks every day. Like there's there's small steps that look different for each and every single one of us. But within the unknown, it's when we go into the unknown that you're gonna discover like your your, your fullest potential, right? It's kind of like when like treasure hunters, like they, they go into a cave, they don't know what's in the cave, but they know that something is valuable isn't in there. Like yeah. behind the darkness and behind the digging that they have to dig, um, no pun intended, <laughs> you show maybe the puns intended, but you know, as you continue to dig and go deeper into the unknown, you're gonna realize that one, you are, you're stronger than you realize, um, two, the light that we cast out into the world is going to cast out that darkness for yourself, but also for other people. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say this and then we'll, we'll move, we'll transition to the next segment because this is what came into my head when, when you were talking and saying that you can't cook a a true meal. And in my head, I go three course meal, five course meal. I don't know who cooking those nowadays, but you can't cook that with one tool. And think you're going to be able to cook everything and have it be a great meal. Yeah, true. You're going to need a lot of tools in your toolbox to to be able to utilize and and read and seasonings and everything. So, um, yeah. so yeah, people um, grow like push past those. And it's not just push past those fears. Work through those fears. Work yeah. through. That's that's the key element and everything. And so, so Kit, uh, so much definitely dope stuff today, man. Um, so. This is the segment where 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 I ask uh, what you're digging on. So, what is something currently in your life that you're just digging on that you're really enjoying in your life right now? 
man, that's that's tough because you know I told I said at the beginning that I'm a multi potentialite, and you know <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's my next move. <laughs> oh, man. So so I just completed a certificate program and change behavior specialist. So I'm now a certified like change behavior specialist, and you know. Um, planning on on the side to launch life and success coaching mm-hmm. uh, and see where that goes in life and uh, as long as as well as um, I'll be helping people identify um, boundaries and what that looks like in life mm. um, so um, so I'll be doing I plan to do boundaries coaching as well as um, college and career readiness consulting mm-hmm. uh, all wrapped in one bundle um, if everything goes the way it should go, I'm looking to fully launch that um, as a part-time side hustle um, come January. Okay. Um, so freaking excited about that opportunity. Um, I've always enjoyed working with people one-on-one. Um, mm-hmm. In my career right now, I plan events for the campus and I plan events for the city. And it's great to see these people excited about yeah. events, but you know, you know, there's only so much internal work you can do at an event. Yeah. Um, so um, getting to sit down with students or f- maybe future clients in the future um, and helping them identify, like, these are the things I want to change in my life. These are the boundaries that I want to develop in life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is how I want to get ready for my career or ready for college. Like, I'm going to help change people's lives and build up their lives and maybe even face their fears, uh, what they're worried about. Um to help them uh, move on and you know become their fullest potential. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's great. Um, well, out here, I don't know if they call that there. We like usually call that like wraparound services. I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot of services and everything. So that's that's definitely dope, man. So we definitely got to talk offline because uh, I'm trying to get into some semi similar stuff, um, but just that digger deeping in, into our our inner man, uh, man and woman, our inner human. Yeah. Um, and everything our inner being so um what i'm currently digging on um will be like completely opposite of this i just finished uh demon slayer on netflix um, <laughs> okay. um so just uh finished that that was amazing um i cannot wait for i think it says season two is out already so now i gotta go and um explore that and um dive back into this anime world um which is beautiful yeah. and i started watching one piece again which is a, another great anime so um getting back into those and um some fun stuff on the horizon that I'll, that I'll, I'll keep you um attuned to as the yeah. podcast develops and everything so all right get, uh where can they find you how can they get in contact with you somebody listening to this like man that guy sounds amazing what you did so i mean somebody's gonna say that so but it's like how, <laughs> can, they, how can they find you and how can they get to you and how can they reach out even if maybe they want to collaborate yeah, so if they want to reach out to me, um, please do. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok um, by searching dose dose as like a dose of medication of Kit. Um, Kit spelled K I E T. Um, and then um, on Instagram, I have my personal page as well called Life of Kit. Um, feel free to follow me on all platforms. Um, if you want to email me, you can email me at doseofkit at gmail.com and um, connect. Um, but um, yeah, Doug, I appreciate the opportunity. And looking um, forward to hearing like your future endeavors, and um, maybe hearing from some of your um, supporters. Yeah, so man, it's 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 going, it's it's digging. We're literally doing so like more than ever before on 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 this podcast. 
we are uh, digging on Doug, and so there will be things coming and uh, happenings happening. So um, with that being said, uh, Kit, thank you again. Really appreciate this. To all the listeners, thank you. Um, when this pops up on your uh, on your on your notifications, hopefully when you get that ping, or you just go into it and see that there's a new episode of Digging Doug. Um, again, highlight me. Let me know. Let me know what you want to hear. Again, we're going into these emotions, so I also want to hear from you all of what emotions and everything you you want me to talk about and everything. So um, it's a beautiful thing, um, but it's a uh, life as Big Crit said in Houston. Uh, <laughs> life is the toughest thing you'll ever do. Um, so we got to grow through it and, um, learn and, um, appreciate, uh, regardless of how tough it is, but that's what community and, um, vulnerability is for to help us get there. So with that being said, y'all be safe. Y'all be sound. This has been another episode of the Big on Doug uh, podcast. Peace out y'all.